I'm Renee Ritchie. And I'm Georgia Dow. And welcome to Apple Talk, where we talk about technology, psychology, how it intersects with our lives and companies such as uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, Apple, basically everything Amy Klobuchar is suing. Everything. Everything. She's coming for you. Might be us next. Oh, you know what I want to talk about first? What do you want to talk I'm, about? I'm, I'm flipping the script on you. Are you? I want to talk about that delightful conversation between Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, let's talk about that delightful conversation. All right, so the gist of it, I don't know if you have it in front of you, you might, but the gist of it is Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg met. And Mark Zuckerberg's question to Tim Cook was, you know, or I don't know if it was Tim Cook's statement or Mark Zuckerberg's question. I don't actually know the context surrounding it, but the, the money quote was, all this data that you're accumulating outside of Facebook, all that data, Mark, you should just delete it. Yes. I think Mark actually asked him what he should do with all that data, and Tim this said was delete after, it. This was after the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Yes. And so Zuckerberg actually went to Tim Cook and asked him, what should I do about this? And Tim Cook said, delete all of the 14 million people, was yeah. it 14 million? Delete your account, it was a, basically. It was pretty much just cancel yeah. Facebook. Yeah. And uh, Zuckerberg took it so well. What and did you call he him? <laughs> I thought you said Zuckerberg for a minute. You <laughs> said Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg? Know. Zuckerberg. I don't even feel bad. We're okay. leaving it in. All right. Zuckerberg said, um, that that's a really good idea. I think that that would be the respectful thing to do. And, uh, no, he didn't. He did, not. he did not. Oh, you can't it's lie to the parallel, audience, Georgia. It's a parallel universe. Yeah, it's the one from Fringe with no coffee. Ooh, that sounded good. I know. And everyone has a goatee. Though. Just everybody. We're the evil universe. Yes. Yeah. No, he didn't say that. He no. was quite offended. Yes. And he said, no. Nope. Not going to do it. And uh, so Tim Cook said, you know what? Well, then we'll do it for he you. He said, I'm keeping my data and I'm taking that shrimp puff. Shrimp puff. West Wing joke. The West Wing nerds know it. Yeah, so how do you parse it? So first of all, let's say, Georgia, you're in the room and you're witnessing this as a and therapist. First... No, let, let, no, this is marriage counseling. Or it's like what the winter, you have a bunch of videos on uh, the Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Too their many. relationship with their popular videos. Uh, I would make them too, if I could, so jealous. Um, about their relationship, you know, and the therapy that they're basically couples therapy. Right. So if you were in the room with Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg and you heard that exchange, how would you treat them? So it's a really interesting thing because I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg was really going for an ethical answer. I think that what he was hoping for was that Tim Cook would have his back, that he would try to find a way to be able to have social social media be able to be on his side and deal with the scandal i think that he really was shocked that tim cook's answer was a very non mega conglomerate answer um for you know billion dollar companies i i think that that's what he was hoping for so i think that he was really shocked with it what would i say you know if they were a couple inside i'd be like you know well did you hear what he said what would be the reasons that he said it please you know repeat that back validate his feelings of, of why he's there. But Mark Zuckerberg came with a bucket of, I want to have a solution that will not cost me so money. So did he, did he do that or did he want to put the moral quandary on Tim Cook to, to try to show Tim Cook that it wasn't as easy as his previous comments might have led people to believe? I, I don't. I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg really, it, I don't think that it bothers him. Uh, I don't think that there's an ethical quandary that he has. I don't think that it bothers him that he's um, taking data. I don't think, because he, would have he done feels something. To it. 
Yes, I think yeah. that he feels we got this. This was ours. Now we have it. So I and we can make money off of this. Why should I not make money off of this? And I think that he felt that Tim Cook also being, you know, someone that is running a huge company that makes a lot of money would understand that and try to help him find the way out of it. I don't think that he was expecting an answer of because this was wrong, then you should stop and actually fix it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's and true. And so there wouldn't be, like, in that case, if they were actually a couple that were coming there, I don't think, no, but seriously, this is two people that are talking a different language. So I there would be the odd couple theme in my head. Dun, 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 dun. The odd couple had an affinity for each other. I think okay. that this was only business. I don't believe that there's any love lost between either of them. I don't think they hate each other, but I don't think that there's any affinity that they have towards each other. Whenever you see them interact, it is civil and polite, but that is it. And I think that he was hoping for a partnership that they could both kind of wash each other. A unified backs. front. But let's be honest, Apple doesn't need Facebook. Yeah, well, so we're, we're, the, this whole thing came to a head, of course, this week now because iOS 14.5 came out. Did you upgrade? I did oh, upgrade. because new emoji? I, I, it, I had, I just, I clicked it, okay. yeah, right. I clicked it, I right. did it. No, it's good, I mean, it's got a lot I of good features. I will do it for stuff that I want, and yeah. I want this, and I've been really excited, like, there's very few updates that I'm excited about, but privacy, you're gonna give me better privacy? If you have not already, if I'm saying to update, everyone should update. So one person who was not so happy about these privacy changes was Mark Zuckerberg. He was a little bit upset. And we've heard now a string of allegations like like that Facebook paid people to to print false stories or to push false stories about Tim Cook running for president so that it would upset the previous Trump administration, uh, that they, they kind of ratted them out to the antitrust to try to shift attention off of Facebook. I mean, really things that and I'm sure- full page ads. Yeah, full page ads that I'm, I'm sure are part of corporate strategies, but maybe aren't the most ethical of corporate strategies. And we also heard that, well, now they're saying that Apple is doing this. They're pushing the story and they're getting pickup in like major publications that Apple is doing this to favor their own ad products. And anyone aware of the laughable state of Apple's ad, like they have, ad, they have search ads in the App Store and like ads in Apple News Plus. Um, I don't even know that they exist. It's not a good product. I'm sorry if you work on it. It's, it's not a good product. and. I don't think Apple should be in that business. I think if Apple wants to take the moral high ground on privacy, uh, you know, they did iAd before Steve Jobs wasn't against ads. It didn't work out for them the way they hoped it would, but now they have new ad products. I would just say, there's this famous saying from Steve Jobs where he's like, yes, this is interesting and we'd make a few hundred million dollars, but is it really a business we wanna be in? And Tim Cook has famously said, there are businesses that Apple will never be in, like things that involve the military. There's just businesses Apple will never do. None of their products will ever be used to harm people. I think that there's a category of businesses Apple just shouldn't be in. And I think if they really want the moral high ground here, they should not be in advertising. Oof, that's like a heavy statement. Um I think the other re thing is that like, if Facebook believed that what they were doing was acceptable and people would be okay with it, they would not be having, like they, they truly believe the majority of people will opt out because you are given the right to privacy, you will always choose privacy. There's no benefit. Like, I don't think that any, there are a few people that actually like targeted ads. The five of you that are listening that like that will opt in and Facebook will make no money from it. And so it's interesting that, you know, you say that 
they should go so far as not only to be transparent and make sure that everything's there, but they shouldn't do it at all Yeah, I think, it shouldn't, I think it shouldn't be a business there. And I, I get, like, Facebook still has perfect knowledge on their platform. Apple has done nothing to intermediate first party uh, information. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, if you're in Messenger, some of the most popular services in the world, Facebook can still target you completely. And same thing for Google. And Google's going so far as to bake this technology into the browsers. And there's a huge pushback on that too. Their federated learning of cohorts, Flock uh, technology, huge pushback on that as well. But Google's been like nice and quiet about all this. Of course. And it's Facebook smart. has raised the fuss. And I can actually see Facebook's case. Like if if they came at me and they said, look, you're going to get these ads. Let's just be real. It's just me and you. Eye contact. Come on. Um, you know, Tony, baby, you're going to get these ads. Do you want these ads to be the worst, most generic, most obtrusive ads possible? Or if we know you're in the market for something, do you want us to show you the absolute, like, we know you're looking for espresso cups. Do you want us to find the best espresso cups at the best price for you yep. and show you those? Like, we can add value here. But the fact that they themselves don't believe in informed consent, that they believe that us knowing about their product will stop us using it, that sets off all the alarm bells. Okay, so so let's kind of break that down. Because one, you're not against advertising. No. That's the way that websites, and you ran a website yep. that you know made its money, paid the bills by running advertising. And Facebook's issue is not that it's running targeted ads. That's not even it. It's that now you know all of the other things that they are tracking, the yes. information that they are getting from you is also what they're, and that's really what they're making money from you from. And yeah. that's where that transparency of when you find out all of the creepy things that um, Facebook is doing, then you're like, oh wait, that's really creepy. It's too far, yeah. It's like Steve Jobs had a, had a uh, reality distortion field. Uh, Facebook has the full-on Escaflone fate alteration engine. Ooh, Escaflone, yeah. <laughs> look at yeah. you. No, but that's what it is, they, they want to be able yeah, they want to be able to say that that the world shouldn't be the way that it is. It should be the way that they want it. And again, like Tim Cook is responsible to a board of directors. Sundar Pichai is responsible to a board of directors. Mark Zuckerberg has engineered Facebook so that he is not responsible to anybody. And I think that is bad for us, but it is the worst for Mark Zuckerberg because he doesn't he doesn't even have that small safeguard holding him back. No, and he doesn't care. No. I'll just say it. He doesn't Not care. Bit. Nope. So did you turn on app tracking transparency? They, they're no longer allowed to follow you? I don't think I turned it on yet. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Shh. Of course. Let's redo that. Yes, Renee. Of yes, course. I of did course. do that. Of course. Of course. Of course. I thought it was on automatically. Well, so it, you, it's not on automatically. It's on automatically. It's not, oh, it, can, okay. it can be Fine. off and then you can, it'll, if it's off, the apps will pop up a requester saying, will you allow this app to track you? And the, the app can tell you why. Like they can make their pitch to you and then you can choose yes or no. Right. You can also turn it off blanketly. And when you turn it off, it says you've already allowed these apps if you have, and you can go in and turn those off or you can leave those on and not allow any other apps to follow you. So, so you I can really just have mass. Yes. Yes, fair. You can block that on, which I think what is I will what, be doing. what they're afraid that everybody's going to do. Of course. Yes. Why? One is the barrier to entry. We are lazy by nature, and so I'm not going to want to have to click 100,000 things. Often when you've updated, it's you know in the middle of the night, and so you wake up and you have to go to work. And so what is the fastest thing to do is just turn it off. And if I want to suddenly give access to an application, uh, that gives me a really great reason. I will do that. And almost no one will ever go back. And that's why when we're doing, um, you know, productivity, we're like, you know, get it done, yes. get it done simply. And if you want to make it perfect, 
go back later. And does anyone ever go back nope. later? Never. Not in a million years. Never. Once, and, uh, once so in a hundred, someone goes back. The Thomas super Frank, type A. Thomas Frank and Ali Abdel go back. They might go back and really do it. My thing is just, F you pay me. Like, if you want to give that pop-up, say, we'll pay you a dollar a click for all of these. You want, you want that to be a button? I they make billions and billions of dollars off this stuff. I want to taste. Well, you know how else you they, they want to taste? How? Can I can I do yes. it now? Do, do can the I world's do it? worst. Should I do this? Yes. <laughs> Give me that world's worst segue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Renee, for that. I'm definitely gonna I'm do waiting. segues again. Is uh, by buying an Oculus Quest oh. 2. Oh, I was <laughs> going to. You know that. I was already to buy an to. Oculus Quest. You can. I have the original. You can. Why didn't and I but why didn't I? Well, because then you're gonna have to sign into Facebook. Right. And nope. they get to do all kinds of creepy things with your information, like know how tall you are and how, how my large hands are your yes. hands are. How large my hands are. <laughs> how do you, what do you even use that for? Why are you curious in which date are we on that you think this is an appropriate question, Facebook? <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. fundamentally wrong. And like the scans of your room and like all this stuff. Like it's, yeah. It's, it's and you're logged much. into Facebook yes. with an actual account. It can't yes. even be a dummy account. No. It has to be a real account that you're logged in with. It's that thing I've said before. Apple, you go to dinner, it's a three-star restaurant, you pay for your dinner, right. mostly you enjoy it, and then you leave. Google, you go for your dinner, it's a lobster dinner, you get it for free, and then they leer at you afterwards and you got a choice to make. Right. Facebook, you come in, it's a free buffet, but you've got to eat it naked while being probed. I knew you were going to do the probe thing again. Amazon is, is delivery service, but they come in and inspect your house before they leave. <laughs> they'll bring you like Uber Eats, but then they'll come in, like, they'll look through your house before they leave. they're so efficient. Yes. Fortunately. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing with Facebook, and this is actually you letting them put all these cameras and sensors in your right. house. Well, the wonderful thing is that after he's, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's really thought about what Tim Cook said and said, you know what? And after he promised for, to never to never tie it to a Facebook to never login. Tie it, of yep. course, they, they said, you know what? We will tie it to a login. But for those of you that Wait, don't they, want to. they lied to, to us? They lied? They, she lied to us. cannot believe everything that happens on the internet. Dantooine. Stupid Dantooine every time. Every time. Every so, time. So now so, I have to get an Oculus Quest 2 with my Facebook login. No. Oh. No. You see, after, I think that, I think that Mark Zuckerberg has probably really thought and reflected. And Jeremy sued him for antitrust and, over this. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and thought about it and said, you know what, I'm going to do a good deed. And so for a two ninety nine Oculus Quest 2, you can spend an extra $500. <laughs> It is only what? more than double the price of what you would buy a set for, and you don't have to log in to Facebook. Isn't that sweet? But so I'm like, geez, so Zuckerberg's really caring for us now. The Oculus Quest 2 was good, like in its own right, but part of the reason that it became so popular was it was ridiculously, it was like underpriced. It, it was like they were selling it at a loss because they wanted to use it to creepily suck up all your data. Um, but the, that was the price. So if you're, are they saying that the ability to not have the Facebook login is 500 bucks? Yes. Yes, but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> yes, and and, uh, and? every year what? to continue to use this service, you can just pay a very small nominal fee what? of $180. What? $180. What? Yeah. Yeah, I actually had to look this Stop up. Stop the record and rewind that. <laughs> I um nice Kanye West. Um I actually had to relook to make sure that this was not a spoof of because so, I thought you know what even Mark Zuckerberg, and 
everyone knows my my deep love and affection for Mark Zuckerberg. I went. Ah. Even Mark isn't affectionate for Mark. No, it's robot. So, but wait, but this is the enterprise edition. So like this isn't the consumer edition. This is meant for enterprise. So is this them also saying, well, we'll respect your privacy, and because we know you're a company, we'll just dip our hands into your wallet real quick, and continue to dip. Yes, because like what this? Do you get anything for that extra money? Nothing. So what they say that it is the annual fee yes. of 180 that yes. kicks I in a year this. after purchase. So at least you get the 500 dollars covers you for the first year. Okay, covers um, you for what? It covers you for um, Oculus's business service and support. <laughs> Is there any extra support that you get that you would not be getting if you chose to just give up your data? No. Oh my goodness. No, this is their way of saying, well, we, you could always buy one without having to log in. This is gadget malfeasance. There is something completely wrong with this. Oh, it's obscene. Yeah. It's so. obscene, all right. So if you are interested in purchasing this, um, let us know. It takes a lot to make me root for the regulators. Like I'm, I am pro-regulator, but I often believe that the regulators themselves, the, the ones that are in power, are uninformed, ill-advised, and are trying to make political hay at the expense of what actually protects consumers. Right. But you're making me say, go EU, go. <laughs> go yes. EU, go EU, get your antitrust, get your antitrust. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, don't un, I don't understand. And they'll take any data. They don't care, like, that they will care about hand size, which cannot be something that's going to, like, maybe glove manufacturers will make, I don't want to know this information. But they'll take anything. They do not care. Like they'll try like to monetize his, anything. in his house going through the spreadsheet saying, how big is this person's hands? How big is it? Because I I just, he just wants to know. He, he wants to know. And I'm sure that he will find Ooh. some way to monetize it. Ooh, this celebrity has way big hands. Ooh, it's just, it's so creepy. That was like Frederiki opening the... No, that's worse. It's worse, it's, actually. It's worse, Frederiki. It's, it's Mark looking at like a bag full of hands. <laughs> Show title. No All right. So that. speaking of... No one will click that. <laughs> speaking of creepy... Mark in his bag of hands. We've had this undercurrent on the internet for a while. I think I'd click that. You would click that. Sorry, I know. I, I know you click that. That would, be the, the total, that would be the total Reddit thing to do. Um, no, there's been this undercurrent, especially over the last two years, of this disconnect between our social personalities, our personal personalities, I guess whatever celebrity, real or virtual we have, business, all these things. And we've seen people get in trouble for things they've said on social media. Um, it, it, it came to a head recently where a company decided to make a policy that they're no longer going to allow political or philosophical, I guess, discourse within the company. And on the surface, it was controversial because some people believe that, you know, you spend a majority of your life in the company and you've got to be able, like, if you're not expressing a wide range of your condition, you're not expressing your life. Uh, and of course, some other people who are uh, known to be interesting characters applauded this action. Um, but a lot of other people were taken aback by it. And then as we dove deeper in it, it seemed to be more complicated than this. It seemed to be like, these are figures who have been polarizing on their own Twitter accounts. Um, and it's people who uh, had issues, like HR issues within the company and brought in like diversity experts to help with it. And those experts later went on leave because they said that like, like it was just intolerable to them um, and that these were a big issue. And then they wrote back saying it's not a big issue. It's because they're into diversity that are oversensitive. So anyways, it became this big thing. But what it was interesting to me was sort of like 
Um, there was also a suggestion by a lot of employees. They ended up losing a third of their workforce over this, which is a lot. Uh, someone made a joke that that's more than Apple takes from you. Which is like knowing their history, because they're very anti-Apple uh, App Store cut. That was like the worst thing you could say to them. But the greater thing was a lot of people pushed back and said, you want the ability to say anything you want. And then, but you don't want us to be able to say anything against it. You want to decide when it's appropriate. Like you're not actually banning politics because you've done a lot of political things. You're not actually um, uh, prevent, like forbidding the discussion of these topics. You want the ability to do it, but you don't want to have any pushback from anybody that you work with. And that's not tolerable or acceptable to us. So on the other side though, yes. If you ran a company, would you want people ranting and raving on a company account, because this is about company accounts, um, on the company account about how they felt about whatever controversial issues, because the backlash comes back on the company, versus a personal account that they can go and run wild? Like, don't you think that that might just be a good idea that, you know what, politics should not be discussed using a company's account because you might say something controversial that will cost the company millions of dollars. Well, this has been, like Google has had to face these issues as well. Yes. Um, and it's been on both sides. Like there have been people who've expressed extremist views yes. within a company, uh, like things that were, like basically things that were criminal of women can't, shouldn't be engineers. Um, and do they have the right to express that in the company? And if they face consequences, are they being picked on because of their fringe, uh, you know, opinion right. or an opinion society no longer de uh, decides is tolerable? Right. Um, the issue here, and then like beyond all this too, like Elon Musk tweets things that he if, shouldn't be allowed to have. His yeah, phone. like if, take his phone away. I, like I, I, I'm both fascinated and content that Steve Jobs didn't live in the era of big Twitter, because like he, he was known to send oh, things yeah. over email. Like you're holding it wrong. You know, and like that could be on Twitter. At, at what point is your personal life, your personal Twitter, because I'll just say it, like we're talking about Basecamp and DHH, um, famously, like he, his Twitter account can be like rage inducing. Like he is very fervent and passionate about the things that he says, but he also runs this company. But Tim this Epic. is his personal account. Sure, uh, absolutely. But we talked about this a little bit with Epic too, where like Epic is going after Apple, but they also have a responsibility to the people who use their development engines. And if their activity causes problems for those, like, I guess what I'm asking you is where is, are we blurring the boundaries between what represents our work lives and our personal lives and, and tools that, like you're on many slacks, like I am, where, where do we have personal opinion and where do we have professional opinion anymore? Well, we, we have realized that for humanity, our um, hypocrisy knows no bounds. And so it, it does, we want every, like, if you are in my pool of belief system, I will want you to shout that as loud as possible because I want that belief system to propagate because that makes me feel safe. And if you are part of a different belief system, I don't want you to say that and I want to kind of stop you from saying it while I want to make sure that my viewpoint is as loud as possible because that is our safety zone. And I think that we have gotten rid of the ability to deal with discourse, but the only piece to it that I agree with them is that if it is you shouting out an opinion that could be very controversial for either sides, it affects the company and we will come at anyone, anything, any company for not making a stand, for making a stand, for saying something, for not saying enough. And then we try to bankrupt them. Yep. And I think that there should be policies in place that if you are using a company's account, that you should be respectful with the way that you treat it. 
And I think that it's that same thing of, you know, a family that says, you know what, you carry my name and remember to treat that with respect. It is not your doormat to use whatever you want with it. And I think that people have forgotten that and they sometimes will be, and I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair to judge a company by a few members of that company. Even the CEO? Well, the CEO is the company to me. They have created the company. And sometimes the CEO has very little to do with the company anymore. Sometimes they have a lot to do with the company. And so I can't say that that's always the case. And I can't say that that's never the case. But I think it's still a valid policy. The other piece with this specifically, with Basecamp specifically, is that they also got rid of all kinds of benefits Yes. as well and so is that is, well they it, said that would give you money and you could choose what you wanted to spend it on instead of giving you like prescribed benefits that right. were more traditional corporate benefits right but you also couldn't have committees yes. and you couldn't organize groups which again then makes me feel like you don't they don't want to make sure that people don't like you know gather and you know start something that will become bigger than the company and and you know, take legs and run with it. Well, there was this interesting conversation I had once with somebody who worked on a product um, very similar to this. And they were asked, is there a way for me to stop the creation of private rooms? Because I feel like my employees are talking about me behind my back. And the reply was, why does your company culture have you in a position where you're worried about your employees talking about you behind your back? Right. Well, let's just say it. That's, that's just, that's a personality issue that you're worried about being talked about. And if you run a company, people are talking about you. Yes. And that's, every, everyone talks about everyone. It's just kind of what happens. Do yeah. the best that you can and you have to kind of let it go. But yes, we try to control everything that's around us, which is impossible. And then that becomes the issue. And when people feel, especially type A personalities, feel like they are being controlled, that makes the hair on their back of their neck start, and now they're going to be upset about it. And so I think that they handled it poorly. But I don't think that it's a bad policy to have companies say you cannot use our company name as your shield and then go into battle on whatever you want. You know, famously, Apple does. Apple has very constrained, very constrained public. Like yes. Tim Cook has a Twitter account. He uses it, but he promotes a lot of social issues on his Twitter account, which I'm sure some people don't like. Um, Phil Schiller and J Greg Joswiak have accounts, but they're almost only ever used to promote company material. Uh, maybe once in a while, Phil <clears throat> Schiller will say something about a sports game, but very, very rarely. Eddie Q almost never tweets. Um, some of the other marketing people, like they'll tweet about their products or an initiative inside Apple, but again, yes. there is nothing out of line. But I've looked at other companies like that will remain nameless. Companies like Samsung, where like some <laughs> that of that will remain nameless, like Samsung, where they're yeah. like marketing people um, who use that account, like it's a personal account, but they use it like to talk to people in the industry. Will say things that I know would get somebody at Apple fired instantaneously. And doesn't that make you a little like okay? So when you don't say anything, so if you want someone to like you, <laughs> you don't know which way they flow. You're like, you know what? Say nothing. Because interestingly enough, we have this natural mirroring that if someone says nothing, we kind of project our own wants and beliefs upon them. So a company that stays kind of neutral, you're Switzerland as a company, you don't deal with any of the backlash, positive or negative. People aren't going to buy from you because they really like you and they're not going to not buy from you because they don't like you. And so I think that in a lot of cases for a company that is beneficial, but then you know, there might be something that you truly believe in. It may not be what I believe in, it may not be what you believe in, but you truly believe it and you want your company to help help make 
change yeah. for you know good or ill depending on which side of an issue you are and then that polarizes people because you know as the state says you know corporations are people last year i got stay in your lane so often but it was never by anybody who believed the same thing i did it was only by people i'll just say it, it was by people whose entire it was it was by white males whose entire twitter accounts were retweets of the most extremist facebook and cable news but what I call propaganda. No, nobody else had an issue with it, but I guess because it was diametrically, like, and if I had, had been espousing those cable news and social media you know, extremism things, I'm sure they wouldn't have said squat no. <laughs> at the same time. But our, but our capacity for that is very low right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that, I don't know, I, I, feel, I feel that the way that they handled it was bad and perhaps it was hypocritical and maybe it was not, but I, I do understand why Apple and other companies say, you know what? don't use our name if you're going to go off and do anything. And it still can hit backlash. There's people that have yeah. used their personal accounts for something and their company, their brand, their TV show, like they do end up, you know, being canceled. Yeah, no, absolutely. Although canceling is just not effective, it seems. Like everyone's back within three minutes. It's amazing. We have a very short attention span. Yeah. Like we can get angry, very, very angry for a short period of time. And then, you know, part of our brain is we forget. And how we forget is how we heal. And that's why if you're running through the same thing in your head constantly, you'll never forget and you'll never heal. And you should allow yourself to. It's hilarious to me to. because, like, I was listening to a conversation with some influencers much younger than us um, saying, like, oh, Bob was canceled again last week. Oh, yeah, it was, like, the third time. I'm like, you're using canceled as a verb, but in a way that makes it sound like it's not really canceled. It's like a couple of people got angry with you on it's Twitter. It's like you were paused. Not even, it's like a couple people give you nasty tweets. It's like uh, the fragility level is so high now. On both, on both yes. ways, right? Yes. So we, we have to kind of deal with it. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to like us all the time anyway. It's impossible as I find that it to It just believe. hurts though. It, it hurts. Yes. Like why? Why wouldn't you like me? That person, that one person that always Gives dislikes my... Thumbs down on your videos? one person that always does it. And they probably subscribe to your channel with the bell on just so that they're notified when the new video goes live so they can, un so they can dislike it instantly. I can't find out who it is. Oh, you know who you are. Because you're doing it right now. You. You're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Georgia, we do have that bonus rant of yours that we're going to get into yes, on the Nebula bonus feature. Uh, but for people who aren't on Nebula, the easiest way to get... I mean, it's we just hit 250,000 paid uh, Nebula subscribers. It's amazing. And Marquez Brownlee joined us this week. How exciting. Yeah, That's really awesome. exciting. We're growing. Like, there's so many people joining. It's it's really great. Does and that mean I get to, to meet his robotic dog at some point? I don't know if he still has it. People, we should find out. We have to find that out. That might have been a loner dog. Oh, that would, I would be I don't know if people just give him broken. robotic dogs. I would assume he bought it because that would be awesome. I just want to walk it once like, down the street I know. and creep everyone out. Oh, I know. But if you're, if you're not on Nebula right now, all you have to do is go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. You can sign up there. Super cheap. It's like, I don't know, 17 bucks a year. It's like whatever you'd pay for a large pizza for a year. And you get Curiosity Stream. pizzas are much more now. Probably. It's way more than that. But you can eat the pizza while watching the Nebula. You can. Um, you can get half a pizza. You get all of Curiosity Stream's amazing documentaries and series. You get all of the terrific Nebula creators. And it's just a great way to support all the educational content that you love directly. But for people who are dropping out now, Georgia, where can they find you? You can send me an email, georgia at westmounttherapy.com. Check me out on Twitter at georgia underscore Dow. And um, yeah, that's about it. Really. About YouTube channel? Oh, yes, I have a YouTube channel. It's uh, YouTube slash georgia Dow. YouTube.com slash 
youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. Don't make I thought you. I was going to get it right this time, you too. You can. You will eventually. It's People like are tracking. We happening. should see. Hashtag Georgia got it right. Uh, you can find me at Renee Ritchie on Twitter. You can find me at youtube.com.com slash Renee Ritchie. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the Nebula segment.